Hello and welcome to the Relationship Breakthrough Show from Aligned With Love. I'm Matt. And I am Rebecca. This is the place for people to have a magical, loving, intimate relationship. Thanks for joining us. Now let's get started. sometimes have the idea that once other parts of the relationship start to work better, like around our mindset, values, and communication skills, that the intimacy will then necessarily fall into place. That the fact that we are getting on better will then lead to enhancing the spark and passion. But is that true? Or are there other factors that need to be in place? Today, I'm excited to be joined by Paloma de la Hoz, who is a psychologist and coach focusing on the area of intimacy and sex, and specifically around developing a spiritual dimension to connect at a deeper level. Today, we are going to be covering why so many couples lose the spark, especially in longer-term relationships, how losing intimate connection can affect other aspects of the relationship. The most common patterns in relationships that lead to problems with intimacy. The most commonly reported issues for women when struggling with their intimate connection. And three things that you can implement today to cultivate better intimacy and attraction. So, Welcome, Paloma. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. You are super welcome. My first question for you today would be, firstly, welcome. And I'd love to hear about your personal journey, Paloma, to be doing the work that you are doing today. Really, really good question. Um, I even ask myself sometimes, but it all started when I decided to, I, I always felt attracted to the human mind and human behaviors when I was a teenager. So then when I decided, like when it, it, com it came the time to be in college, I was like, I think I will pick psychology because it's like what suits me. And I, it was like a very general uh, bachelor. It was like a little bit of everything. So in one of the subjects that I took, it was sexology. And um, I genuinely fell in love with this, um, with this like uh, part of psychology. And um, then I did a, like a master in human sexuality and couple therapy. And that's when, like, I really, really fell in love with, the, with this field. And um, I started working with women that struggled with energasmia. And, like, they were having, like, so much problems in their other areas of their life because they weren't satisfied in, 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 the, in the bedroom, if I can say. So, yeah, then, like, um, I started, like, researching about more like getting into coaching and mentoring because for me I focus more in the future than in the past like as a therapist so yeah I, I think I have like now developed like a blend of psychology therapy and mentor and it's going pretty pretty well with my clients I <clears throat> I feel very fulfilled by the job by the work that I do 
that's amazing. <laughs> I I got a bit stuck when you said uh, people can have problems in the bedroom. I just wonder whether people can have also problems in the living room or in the kitchen. <laughs> I think they also have this kind of problem. <laughs> I mean, I've had these moments when I've been working with Matt very much all the time together. And, you know, when we are 24-7 together, sometimes the attraction can be challenged. But then there's other times when we put some strategies that we recommend to our clients in place. And it's been very hard to work together because we have the opposite effect. And between our busy diary, sometimes we need to disrupt our workflow, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, I am curious is there anything that happened in your journey, uh, in your life, that decided, that made you decide to? become a sex therapist apart from the fact that you really fell in love with it in the university okay so I would say that um I have like a very curious personality so I I, I remember like I even was like 11 or 12 years old and I was like why people don't talk about sex like it was a very very uh, interesting for me that like we as uh, millennials needed to like go in Google like when Google star in in the I think it was the, the 2000s um, so I think um, yeah I was like very curious and I was like why we don't receive the sex education we should have so that's like that was like the first thing that I can see looking back that like decided happened for me to choose this field so then um i also i feel like i'm a very sexual person like i don't know if it's like my star sign or some people say it's the star sign or it's just like who you are it's part of your like your sexual being is very developed into your personality so i think that's also like what happened to me and also yeah i think i struggled with some kind of stuff like toxic relationships in during my early 20s so that also makes me like um seek for more knowledge and in order to help people because i see that it's very i see the value in like the in the family function you know like in the a couple getting older together and growing a family and all this kind of stuff so yeah i think it was like a mixture of factors that that made me personally choose this this field it's, it looks like you came with a perfect seducive archetype to do the job that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Was there a point when you realized that you had to change something to help your own relationships? Yeah, I think we all in the... When we are in relationships, I think we we start to know more ourselves like um in in terms of like what we like we don't like and the stuff that we lack or that we need to put more work in or effort so 
I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess every woman uh, has their own journey and even every man, you know, in, in relationships. And then they, as you well said, they just realize, well, maybe I need to change this. Although it's also interesting um, to see how, well, some people need to struggle a little bit more until they start feeling happy and having fulfilling relationships because they have this pattern of blaming others. They don't look at themselves. And so it's difficult to grow and to change when they are looking outside else. Than exactly, yeah. Mm. yeah. What would you say, um, Paloma, that are the most common challenges that your clients report when they reach out to you? Okay, so um, I think the anorgasmia and also like people that women that uh, start disconnecting from their their body and that not feel confident so I think that's like the main three reasons like women the kind of women that reach out to me has like um, if it's like any kind of anorgasmia or just like not feeling themselves or not feeling as sexual as they want to I also um, like I think sexual trauma is like challenge when when it comes to a client like because you need it's it's a very like hard um approach and there's a lot of unprogramming that you need to do to help that person to see sex different you know so yeah i will say that that's right yes it's, it's so true you know i have sometimes some clients where they they have sexual problems and many times it has relate it is related to some sexual abuse or molestation that happened years ago and the interesting thing they don't come up with this at the very beginning it normally uh, comes up, up later on in the in the work with us but you can see okay. the signs from the beginning that's mm-hmm. going on why are some women unable to experience orgasm? That's a huge one. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good question. And the reasons that, like, first, like, I always send my clients to do like an examination in the doctor because there might be some like physical, like, uh, conditions that might in, like impact the orgasm. So. After if like if everything okay and in, in the female anatomy like the woman if everything okay then you know that it's mental that it's psychological mm-hmm. so mm, that's when like and, like that's where I can know that I can do my job because um, it's a combination of factors it's not it's not like only one thing so I would say the more um, the factors that I see that like affect them more are like lacks of, lack of sex education or um sexual trauma in the child in childhood um yeah i would say that so many people struggle in this area of intimacy why is it do you think it's mainly because of the sexual um trauma when they are younger or are there other factors as well yeah, I think I think um like how society has um conditioned people to think about sex is um it's not it's not good, you know, like 
I think um, we, for example, I, I will say talking about America, you know, because that's like where I come from and my, most of my clients are. So we like we grew up thinking that sex is bad and like then like suddenly when you married, you are supposed to have like the best night of your life without even knowing nothing about sex because nobody talks about it and not in the schools, not in the houses. So like this create this kind of taboo and like this like a uh, topic that you cannot talk to. So I think that. Yeah, when you come like when you see that, and then you see it's a pattern like in in like all all the all the clients that I have like have this pattern. I see that it, this is here's a thing, you know, like because um, I think if people are like uh, if they like knew what all this about like all this sex stuff, for example, what is or what is an orgasm, what is like. Um, self-pleasure like the beauty of self-pleasure and the benefits or like why you shouldn't watch porn because like it really damaged your brain or stuff like that you know like if people really know this like while growing up like i think the world will be different because honestly i think um there weren't like all these kind of problems that that still we struggle in sexology and also I will say that sexology is a field that is very new. It's like they started starting the clitoris in the nineties. So we are just in the, like in the 2020s. So I think, um, is it still very new? Everything we are still researching, still discovering new stuff. Like there's still, still a lot of debates around main topics as for example, squaring or, um, even how many kind of orgasms exist there's there's still like different opinions so there's still like a lot of work to do what i that's what i'm like trying to to explain i see that's right it's very interesting what you said um paloma about porn damaging the brain could you talk more about that okay so um i'll say that I was, I don't know if you read this book um, about like the, the brain on porn. Okay, it's interesting. Yeah, and they explain there like um, how chemically, like I will say like, I have my, also my different opinions about this, you know, like I think um, it's not merely bad to watch, to watch porn, but I think if people like put it in like, it's, it's all in the mindset. I think if like, if they start comparing and like thinking this is like something real or as sex should be, then like people are going to be very sad about like their sex life because this is a show. Porn is a show. So it's like act actress and actors and lights and everything. So when like, I think the really, really damaged is when teenagers start seeing porn, like hiding from their parents you know because like that's create like a lot of um i think of confusion of what is sex of what is sex supposed to be so yeah i think they'll, they'll like i i wouldn't say that i can explain to you the like the physiology uh reasons why it damages the brain but i will i will say that it does it does damage um the behavior or or the mind if like people don't take it the, the way it, it, it should be I understand. Do you think that people who have had a lot of sex in their lives, let's say born actors and born actors, they can have a better relationship with their partners in the future just because they've developed that area pretty much? 
they can then focus more on the intimate connection. Whereas some men, they have not got to that level of self-fulfillment and they tend to compensate their emotional needs with by having sex. I don't know. What do you think about this? Yeah, it creates a different like um, approach to sex when you work like um, as you, like in the porn industry. But um, I have like had the chance to talk to one of them. Like uh, I really, um, she was like she's a porn star and it, it ha she has been a lot in the industry. So I was talking to her like how she feels when she have like sex with a person that she has sent like emotions and have a relationship with and she say like it's very different for me because honestly I started to separate like when I do it for work and when I do it for me so I call like she was very managing uh well managing this situation so I'll I'll say that again it depends the person because depends the self level of self-awareness this person have of it's just like focus on you know like some exterior like factors you know so i don't know like you need you need to see where this person come from to see like how it will it will like affect their their relationships and intimate life I understand what would you say paloma are the most important issues for women to focus on in this topic of sex social media and like new stuff like i think people has starting to compare themselves too much so that happens in like in especially in women like when there's like certain kind of um patterns or like uh i would say standards maybe yeah standards to work so um yeah and then like they start feel not confident in their skin or you know like they, they struggle with this kind of stuff and then when they are not present in them like they lost connection with their bodies and then when you when this happens they cannot even have sex like pleasurable sex and this happens because they start like thinking uh, uh, there's a lot of intrusive thoughts during sex that if people don't have like a trained mind that's why i always recommend mindfulness and um meditation because like people need to to train their minds to be in the present and not focusing on like any anxiety of the future or depression of the past so yeah it's like I think that's that's really important. That's a very good uh, point, Paloma. I see many times how women compare themselves with other ones. They're very self-conscious of their bodies, how they look in certain positions. They don't like the lights on, and their partners are very uh, visual. And, and also, depending on what kind of, patterns your partner has they can also make some comments you know about our bodies and that can cause women to feel insecure and that can definitely affect the sexual session indeed <laughs> that way that's right are there any any issues around pleasure where it can lead to compulsive or addictive behaviors Mm, you are referring to like um like when people like sex addicts yeah for example yeah or some of the people like to you know to play with themselves as i call it to masturbate themselves a lot or maybe they are 
quite stressed or they're trying to compensate with some other need which is not being met properly so they can just cope with that in that way and that can actually lead to compulsions or addictions or anything like that what do you think yeah i think that um this is a very like modern problem um that's why i I like my views on men masturbations are like very, very, um, I'll say controversials because, um, like I said, I don't think that men should masturbate. So I think all men should just like had semen retention and then like have sex with their partner or their, their partners. And, um, so yeah, I think like, no, like knowing this, I'll, I will say that you can say like, what are my thoughts on this kind of stuff? Because um, I see a, like I see something that is like the the movement of like trying to put people to in a way that is not healthy for them. For example, like I will, be, I, I I'm firmly believe that taking sun and like salmon retention and like eating super healthy and a lot of fats um like i think this kind of stuff like in, puts you in a healthy mindset and also like i i believe we nowadays are very encouraged to do the opposite like staying home uh, watching netflix watching or watching porn or like you know so i think like we, it's really really in the lifestyle and i think is we have like a very very um battle to fight if we want to like keep keep being healthy in a system like this. That's right. It's such a great point, uh, Paloma. I definitely believe that uh, it's just um, a combination of factors. It's not just our emotional challenges that we need to focus on, but also many times we say this is a very important thing that we cover in our program. We, we look at what people are watching, listening to, and drinking, smoking, eating it's it's all about how we nurture ourselves basically not just physically but also mentally emotionally replaying the past many times in our brains in our minds and having those toxic feelings again and again and again and it's so many a combination of factors definitely that's right some people eat a lot of crap and that can definitely affect your personality. yeah yeah definitely I even heard once, I don't know if this is true, but that the chips in McDonald's can cause you to be hornier. (laughs) I just don't want to believe, don't want to imagine the children who go to McDonald's. (laughs) That's clown war. I call it clown war. (laughs) My God. (laughs) That's full of seed oils that kills you. Exactly. That's right. And they are so delicious but they kill you slowly so yeah, yeah. no more madonna chips <laughs> <laughs> can you take us through the three steps that our listeners can put into place today to start shifting their intimate connection to where they want you to be um yeah i'll say like like you mean like some recommendations yeah I say that like cultivating your sexual self and by this I mean like um, getting the education that you might not receive it or like starting to seek out like reading books about sex um, 
or stuff like that you think you need to know more that's the first thing like you know and then i'll say that having healthy habits as we are talking about and like very very good um communication with your partner like i think this is so important essential and also like people forget about it like people sometimes start like falling apart and they cannot even like have an honest conversation with their partners so I'll, i think this is something that you really need to keep the eye on like communication is key and i'll also say like having rituals and practice around sex for example if if you you know that something turns you on if it's like using some kind of lube coconut oil i always recommend a lot of coconut oil and then like you just have these rituals of self-pleasure of like when you give yourself like a time to meditate or do sexual affirmations that i encourage all my clients to do and then like having you know like this session of solo sex and knowing yourself and because this is the only way that you can like connect with other with men like because i'm talking about like i mainly work with women so when a women when a woman know herself what she likes what she don't like what she, where she likes to be touched and all this like all these transmuting their into the sexual relationship with with her men so yeah i think that's why i always encourage these kind of rituals and practices and also um like i i do recommend journaling and jur- like t- writing your emotions of the day because in the end like uh in a in a time you will see you will look back and you will say thank god i did this like i started doing and i was very very fulfilled about like how could i just go to that page and, and see how i felt and like you you have a better perception of your emotions and you develop like some emotional intelligence while while journaling so yeah i think that's <laughs> a summary of of the essential things that i recommend that's it sounds amazing that's right it's basically clarity and communication are absolutely key definitely that's right yeah. i completely agree with you paloma that's right how can we start the house by the roof if the foundation mm-hmm. is shaking yeah exactly that's right but men tend to be more physical whereas women tend to be more emotional they like to bond they like to connect emotionally well not not everyone is like that but the tendency is that men tend to be more physical how can a woman uh, feel safe and surrender to the masculine gifts when having sex with her partner when her partner is not present emotionally connected to her with her what do you think about that mm, that's a very big milestone um i think that's why it's important to the we all have both energies in, in ourselves like we have the feminine and the masculine but i do think that when a woman is feminine and a man is masculine like there's polarity so that makes things work so i'll say that this is like if it's just like an example of a woman that cannot connect with their men th- there must be like a problem in the men like i don't know if like a man that is not framed enough to have a relationship with a feminine woman or like it, it could be many things but i i do believe that staying like keeping the polarity in the in the relationship like really makes the difference in in succeeding 
That's right. That's uh, interesting. How do you think about talking about polarity, Paloma? You know, there's different archetypes. For me, archetypes, like kind of personalities, you know, that women can embody. And one of them is the, well, I've heard it has different names. The last one, the most recent one I've heard is CEO, the CEO, which is the masculine energy. When women don't need a man, but they choose to be with a man. They have everything sorted, handled, they got their own money, their own house, their own car, and they want to be with a man. How can polarity work when they are in this archetype if their partner is also in this archetype? Mm, yeah, I think that's uh, that goes pretty well with like what I'm saying. Um, if a woman is too masculine, then that's gonna roll like bring many problems because we are not designed to be masculine. Like we women, like I'm a woman and I love being a woman and I love being feminine. And I do recognize that sometimes we like we don't have like a control of our emotions very well. Like I think I see the feminine as the cows and the ocean and the and the masculine as like the wall. And so I'll, I'll say that if like again nowadays society is implementing the the this like feminine movement of like oh women need to go out and work and do whatever all this and be masculine and handle everything and be presidents and be blah 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 so i think that's like really it's not part i i don't think it's part of a good plan because honestly i think women like being feminine is just being the one that nurtures the family, the like the nurtures the relationship, but the holds like all the home like in a place. I don't know if you like if you can relate, but what I'm trying to say that mm. I see I was very focused in my early 20s in like building a career. And I'm like I'm a Latin American and is it that's very uncommon in Latin America because that's women right. are tend to be more dependent on the men. So I'll say that I started like seeing this pattern of me wanting to work and wanted to go career. And then like when I started reading more books and like uh, obviously getting more mature, I was, I was like very uh, questioning, like I do want to have a family. I do want to like nurture and take care of my, my kids because that's like, I, I think that's the like the best I can do for this work is to like raise a healthy family. Yeah. more than going to a job and like being a, a career woman that you know like i don't I, that's my point of view that's a very good point yes paloma i've seen a few a few clients who wanted to have a baby they were very high in their career ladder you know they had good positions they were running the house and the children that they had and everything and they just could not get pregnant anymore. They were so much in their masculine energy. And they wanted to make the baby happen. Can you imagine? The ba to make the baby happen. <laughs> to produce a baby. Wow. The baby was not wanting to come. No, this way. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's right. And they were trying everything, you know, IVF and all these modern techniques in vitro, this, the other thing, and wondering what is going on with me. And when they heard this 
feminine masculine polarity theory, well, mm, do you think they like it? I think they like it, honestly. The, the thing with women, like, um, is that we are not, as I told you, I don't think we are designed to handle too much stuff. Like, so, but we do have like a, like an instinct and a strong intuition. So like when a woman like needs to pick up the frame of the man, then she, she can pick it up and she can work it out. But then in the, really in the deep, like she start developing this kind of resentment to the man because the man is not taking the place it, it should take. So that's why we, when you see that these feminists that are in, like in marriages, then you see that man is not a framed man. It's like a man that lacks something, like it's a feminist man. So it's not, it doesn't need to be this way. And then like you see, the big uh, statistics of like, uh, I mean, the feminist marriages used to be less sex sexual than the ones are like, as it should be. I don't know if like, if, if you can relate to this, but so at the end of the day, I think women can pick up the frame for their men, but it's not like how it should be supposed to be because in the end, like, I think the men should be the wall and the, and the woman, when the man is the wall, the woman can be into her feminine and That's right. just being herself. That's right. That's uh, and right. And you know, we say that everyone can choose whatever they want to be. And there are certain dynamics that work and certain dynamics that do not work the way people want them to work. So it's just natural consequences of different dynamics and we can choose whichever we like. Exactly, yeah. Right. Can people heal Paloma their mental issues through sex? And can they also get affected by others through sex? Yeah, both. <laughs> yes to both. <laughs> I mean, um people can heal through sex because um I think sexuality is a big part of being human. So um for example, I have found some some lot of uh, people that have healed their like childhood or wounds by just like implementing bondage or BD BDSM. And I mean, haven't been this journey, but I see more often that people are like implementing this in order to heal some stuff. And also, um, I do think that sex can, when it's like, uh, again, with all, when it's like twisted, I do see that, uh, can bring um, pathologies if it's not like well, well taken. That's right. Uh, or, 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 or no, we'll practice it. Yeah. What do you think about these different practices where a few people get together to have sex, like trios and this kind of thing? What do you think of this? I think that, I mean, I'm very open in this topic because um, I think sexual exploration be part of the, like part of a person's life. So I'll say that polyamory, like if we talk about the polyamory side and like all this, I think I, I do have like a very a good uh, approach to this. Like I would think that I see the value, I see the benefits, if people want to try it, like, you know, it, it regards to being a journey and like in another state to 
to get like for example confident to if that's if it's a relationship like bringing thirds or if it's like a relationship that wants to be open and like it requires some work but i think um if is if all parts agree in something like then it's it's okay that's right yeah wow interesting conversations paloma <laughs> yeah <laughs> How can Thank people, you. You're welcome. How could people uh, contact you if they want to talk with you or ask for your support? Yeah, so I'm in all social media as Aware Mama. And um, also my website is awaremama.com. And you can like send me a message in any of these channels. I'm always like one DM away. I'm very open to like um, getting to know people and if they have any questions about the, my services or whatever or anything like just DM me because I'm very open to that. And yep. Great, amazing. And do you have uh, your website? You said, what's your website? Awaremama.com. Okay, great. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Paloma. And I'm very looking forward to launching this conversation in our podcast. I can't wait. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us. And please remember to subscribe and to leave us a review. Who could you share this episode with that needs to hear this message? Share this episode and remember that the quality of your relationship determines the quality of your life. See you on the next episode.